Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you want to ensure business continuity, maximize your business potential, cater to your customers' needs and concerns, and boost your digital presence? Staying on top of everything doesn't come easy. That's why I want to introduce you guys to Vessel PH to help boost your business's digital presence and make it relevant to your customers' ever-evolving needs. Vessel PH has built-in tools and features that make online selling a breeze. Customize your online store to make it stand out in the crowded digital space. Integrate your existing digital store to other systems or onboard your e-commerce website to Gcash's marketplace, GLife, all with the help of experts. Vessel PH also provides account managers to assist and guide you with your needs and affordable SaaS for cost savings and customization. All your e-commerce needs are now in one place. Your business deserves this kind of freedom. Let Vessel PH help you. Check them out at vessel.ph or click the link in my description. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. I think three lessons would be be resourceful, be creative, and appreciate your education and your skills. And probably number two would be don't easily give up. As I've said, if I just got sad when I got things on, there's not going to be parlance here now. And probably uh, last would be delayed gratification. Of course, it's not always instant win. It's not like an instant get red after a website or for any business, right? So you learn and scale and probably be humble enough to acknowledge learning and probably just rise up again and apply that learning for the next day. I actually really found what I'm made of because it's really, really a rough, rough ride. Entrepreneurship, there's a lot of weight you're carrying just because, you know, there's a lot of factors, there's a lot of stakeholders. Um, I realized that, you know, what's hard five years ago, it's, it's harder down there. It's always harder. Like it, it will just really, really make you stronger all the time. So what I'm going to say is, I guess, <laughs> ano, kapit lang, you know, fight it. Um, you're you're going to really know what you're made of. Just keep pushing. The other thing is, I do not want to discount the presence of opportunity. I don't want to say luck, but I guess a good opportunity coming your way and actually making the most out of that opportunity. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning to wherever you are watching from here in the Philippines and from all over the world. And welcome to the RJ Ledesma podcast. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs with the hope of learning about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Can we replicate those success secrets? And how have they innovated or pivoted their businesses during this pandemic? And more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the now normal? And how can all of us benefit from those opportunities? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please let me know. Let's share his knowledge. Just drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas TV, and the Bounce Back Network. If you are enjoying my podcast and you are learning a lot from it, Please subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ledesma podcast. You can also catch us live on YouTube. Now, before we begin with the podcast, here's a quick shout out to our friends at Vessel. Vessel PH can help you future-proof your business by boosting your digital presence and making sure that you can attract more customers and more sales. If you want to learn more about them, just click the link on my description. Moving on very quickly, very excited about our co-founders here tonight. 
for a business that I understand is almost recession-proof and maybe even pandemic-proof, and that's the business of salons. Now, tonight, I'm going to have the founders of Parlon. That is the Philippines' go-to platform for beauty and wellness services. Parlon helps people discover, book, and buy the best uh, salon and wellness deals online and is the only platform in the Philippines that has over 80-plus global and homegrown salons and wellness brands. To name a few, and some have had them here in the show. Bro House is here, Strip Emphasis Salon, The Smile Bar, uh, Benefit Bro Bar, Lay Bear Basement Salon, Astro Urban Salon, and many more. And they've even partnered up with several super apps like Grab, Gcash, and Reserve with Google to promote their services on Parlon. So tonight, I want to welcome Christine Onkanko and Miko Cornejo. Christine, Miko, welcome to the show. Hi. Good evening. Thanks for having us. Hi. Good evening. Guys, thanks so much for joining me over here. Um, and right before we start, for all those who enjoy getting a pamper treatment in their favorite salon or spa, you know what? Before we begin the program, Claire actually has a great promo for everybody listening to the show. Claire, can you tell a bit more about the promo before we start? Yes, so we have a promo code. It's RJ Ledesma Podcast 200. So you get 200 pesos off minimum spend of 1.5. Now until Mother's Day, May 8th. So just go to deals.parla.ph and definitely you will be able to buy the best and exclusive salon and wellness deals in the country. Okay, let's leave it there, Muna. I want to put it back, Lord, put it back. I want people to know more. Okay, so again, RG Ledesma Podcast, 200, 200 pesos off for a minimum spend of 1500 today until May 8th. Visit dios.parlor.ph. Uh, can you mention just a couple of the, the parlors that are going to be there or the salons that are participating? I know I mentioned some mm-hmm. earlier at the introduction. But can you mention a couple of more? Yes, we have great great deals from Asta, Lebe, uh, Asta, Bra House, Strip. Perfect for summer emphasis salon, uh, a lot more buff nail lounge, yes, Benny Bana, yes, a lot hair yeah. color lashes, the secret lounge. So for all your beauty needs, lashes, brows, hair removal, beauty treatments for O2 Skin Lab. So we're somehow nationwide. We have some in Bacolod, Waxcovado for Cebu. We have Kyrie Skin Clinic and for Pampanga in Pangasinan. So wow. yes, I can see Miko's enjoying uh, Bro House right now services. <laughs> Uh, over so, there. so actually, there's uh, uh, there's manpering mm-hmm. in the secret lounge that's Man- targeted. Manpering, I like that. What, what happens yeah, in manpering? Manny, Betty, um, yeah, just search for manpering in the DLCS. Yes. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Question lang. So, have you gone to Lay Bear just yet, Miko Cornejo, and tried their uh, services for men? Not yet, but I plan to try all of the things I need uh-huh. to try. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. You know, I just just, just as an aside before. I used to write a column for the Philippine Star. Mm-hmm. And I actually did the full treatment where they, they were waxing at the most uh, interesting parts of the body. And I wrote about it in two-part articles. Lay Bear. Needless to say, my mom was not happy. Lay Bear. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I think yeah. one of them. Yeah. Lay Bear, by the way, they and, have... Uh, a... My mom was not too happy. Wow. Hmm. Lay Bear actually... <laughs> I wrote about it. Good. Actually, Lay Bear just launched with us a very innovative campaign. So only, only threading, only underarm waxing for a monthly fee. And uh, or a yearly fee, so that's something new in the country. So a subscription for monthly or yearly, and you get the only stuff, even fashion nails for for nails. So that's a new one. We just launched it like last week, so you can buy that through Parlor. Oh, fantastic! And and this is the great news, guys. If you're listening right now to this show, uh, oh, let's take it out of this partnership. Let's show that show them here right now. Uh, Miko is showing here Parlor.ph for membership. Lay better, mm-hmm. only yeah, only membership or only treatments that's over there. Time. Uh, yes. And here's an interesting thing about Parlon, guys. So again, I was saying that Parlon is the go-to discovery platform for beauty and wellness. And I'm very happy to share uh, that they actually won first place against nine women that startups in the local She Loves Tech competition, which is the world's largest startup competition uh, for women and technology. And as I was looking at the panel of who uh, who judged them, one of them there was actually uh, Katrina Chan, uh, who we've had here on the show, our good friends from Cubo were there and judging the show. Um, I want to ask you guys, how, how, does, it, how does it feel? Um, I mean, Claire, that's not, that's not easy. I mean, not, not, I mean that, that's a lot of competitors. And how did you guys, how do you think you stood out over there? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, it was, it was our first time joining a competition. And yes, hard judges, Ms. Katrina Chan. And 
we love how they support Philippine startups. So that's how we felt the love from the Philippines, DTI, Cubo. Uh, it was also a proud moment to represent the Philippines in, in the world stage, right? So and uplift, uplift, of course, an industry that was hard hit by the pandemic. And though it was not face-to-face, unlike the past years, they, I think they went to Beijing, uh, China. I learned a lot. It was so enriching, fun, and we get to network with uh, fellow founders, not just in Southeast Asia, but around the world. And she loves tech. The community itself is so helpful for women entrepreneurs. Fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go to Miko a bit, our, our honorary woman over here, Miko. No? I mean, I'm sure you worked together with Claire when they were pitching this program, when you were working through this whole project, I guess, no? Am I right, Miko? Yeah. Um, can yes. I just ask, I know that I'm sure you were being mentored and there are a lot of lessons that you probably gained. I mean, not just, you know, of course, you're being mentored over here. There's both the soft skills, the hard skills about being in a startup. No? What did you pick up, basically? What were the learnings that you got as you were being mentored through the process that you want to share also with other people going through the startup process? Yeah, this is this is actually a long conversation. I tried to get it down to the actual details. Um, so my background is actually tech. So in tech, you don't really need to talk. So so it's a, it's a really new experience for me to actually meet um you know from the outside because usually tech people are you know I mean not to box them but tech people are usually behind the computers. Um, and I actually saw Claire what even before actually pitching this to. All of the salons, all of her salons that actually she's close to first. Obviously, I think she started with the salons that she she actually really goes to. And then that's where she got the idea. I mean, you know, that's where we formed the idea of actually what to build. So I guess with any startup or any platform that we want to build, and I get, I don't want to be super technical, is we have to know exactly first the market. We actually also have to know the pain points of everyone. Um, we didn't dive into this, like go into code right away. Although, you know, as a program, we want to do that. It's always like, wait, what's the problem first that we're trying to solve? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then is the problem that we're trying to solve really relevant to the actual people um, that we're talking to? And I guess um, the industry is really ripe for digitalization. That's what I uh, that's what I learned. Um, there's a lot of things, and Claire can actually expound on this. There's a lot of things that we're so used to at the tip of our fingertips, but with regards to beauty and wellness, there's actually not that much. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, we always say like, how do you actually make an appointment or actually how do you find even um, how much services are? It's so easy with food. <laughs> it's so easy, even with more complex industries like um, airlines, right? <laughs> Hotels. But with with the beauty industry, it's just, I think I last Ganyan, and then that's the price. But no, I mean it's always like that. There's these outdated prices. You search for them in Google. You're not really sure. Um, and then you know it's it's very outdated. So I guess that's the pain point that we wanted to to drive. Um, we didn't want to come in full swing with all of the bells and whistles. We just wanted to solve a really simple one to start with, which is a central source of truth for all beauty and wellness, I guess, services. And then that grew into, okay, now that, you know, we got them, there's booking, there's, um, there's deals, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. if I, if I going, if you may um, summarize everything, it's just that the, the industry is really ripe for digitalization. Um, and there's a lot more innovation that we can actually um, introduce. Okay. And th- th- what it also tells me uh, as somebody in that startup community is that it's not always about disruption. It's also about digitalization and centralization that can be done through digitalization because we're always talking about, yes. when you talk about especially things like NFTs, it's, it's decentralized finance. But here, actually, this is about mm-hmm. centralization of what, what you can do in terms of services and digitalizing them so even more people have access to it. No? And right. having said that, Claire, I want to go back a bit and you know you were in the she in the she leads tech competition like you said you were against nine other founders i'm sure they were also very very good but what do you think made you stand out in particular uh, in comparison to your other fellow uh, female startup leaders? I think number one is the very clear point that we are addressing. As Miko mentioned, I started this because I got frustrated. I just want to know how much hair color in this alone <laughs> or like the telephone number or just contact information. It was so hard. And I got frustrated, right? Because uh, we can book hotels, book food instantly through our mobile phones and shop beauty and wellness products. Shopee, Beauty MNL, Hair MNL, Sephora, instantly we can shop there. But how about services? You know, we made a survey. Uh, how do you book your favorite appointments? Pre-parlot, pre-parlot, most answered. Uh, 
through landline numbers, not even mobile numbers. So I think that's the number one point. And I think the Cube, uh, uh, Ms. Katrina Chan, they saw how when we presented, we saw the massive uh, reach to the B2B market. We had, as we as you mentioned earlier, we have like, we're the only platform to be able to gather all these brands. And I did it myself, that first 80. Now we have BDs already. And it was so hard. It's not an easy task to onboard those salons. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And I, I want to talk about it a bit later on when we, when we get into the nitty-gritty of actually building. Yeah. Start, because I, I like this. It's interesting because it's not, it's not the kind of startup where you just say, okay, it's a great idea. You actually had to do, you did the foot soldier work. You were like doing the marine work. You're out there and actually uh, soliciting and on, onboarding them into the app. No, Really great story. Uh, now, after you did the She Techs here, she, she loves tech over here. You actually had to participate in a in a more global forum or a more global competition. Is that right? Or regional one? Yeah, global, right? global. Yes. Um, I'm I'm sure that there was a lot of learning uh, in in that global one where you could see sort of like the opportunity and the gaps for fe female startups and I guess even Philippine startups. What did you see? What did you? What insight did you gain now when you went to the larger picture? That I'm interested also to find out. What did you see? <laughs> uh, uh, well, where where can we still go? And but where can you see that you know there were points of uh, you know, bright spots for, for Philippine startups, especially female-led startups. Yes, for female-led mm -hmm. startups. So we're here now for beauty and wellness. I think there are missing pieces still for like circular economy, like the sustainable fashion. So there are some upcoming already. So there are different aspects like for for renting, for, for fashion, and other circular economy, for sustainability. And for She Loves Tech, we, we widely talked about the, the, uh, the, like, the bias against women, like but I'm proud that, you know, in the Philippines, there are a lot of women founders already and receiving good funding. So, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. That's a great idea. And clear, I hope you don't mind. Sometimes we just have to uh, laymanize or, uh, or make people familiar with certain terms. What do you mean by circular economy? Yeah, so, you, you know, now the trend now is sustainability. So I think, for, for me, like, I'm also teaching in Ateneo. So, like, yesterday, we were exploring what are other gaps. You know, we have good food apps already, right? We, now, we have Parlon for Beauty. Of course, we have Grab Super App for almost everything. But how about the circular economy means uh, for sustainability, renting out, renting out clothes, like renting out laptops for B2B markets, renting out probably music ex equipment or sport equipment, like those circular things, instead of buying a new one, why not rent something? So that's how we studied, like, what are other gaps in the Philippines? So far, Philippines has been great in digitalization, but there are still some gaps like having those kinds of apps in this world and, and nico i, I want to go to you for a moment and i hope you don't mind because you know i i really like how she loves tech is encouraging you know uh female startup entrepreneurs mm -hmm. empowering them because i i, I want to come to a day that it doesn't really matter if you're male or female you're, just, you're a startup founder and, right. and and you know that's that's a great thing i mean i want you know i the other day i was talking to my my daughter and she was saying hey, parang, how come sometimes dad you know they always make girls last in certain Certain, you know, why do they always afterthought that oh, girls could also be there? So I that shouldn't be the case, Anak. And I want that when you're when you're older, you know, you 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 are there because you you're good, right? You did something. You did a great job. Um, for you, what what kind of opened your mind? I hope you don't mind me asking, both from a tech standpoint and participating in startup found, uh, uh, st from a startup standpoint. What did you see differently after participating together with Claire uh, in all these startup events, especially when I talked about? Uh, female female-led startups. 
Right. Um, yeah, I think number one, before we start, I, I think I don't have that distinction. Plus, maybe also the privilege of, of being a guy. But but I guess I don't have the distinction like, oh, because it's women, it's like that. I guess what I saw with She Loves Tech is regardless of their 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 gender, um, is that there's a lot of actually really, really good ideas, um, and actually really more advanced ideas um out there. So I it didn't really, you know, the 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 she in the she loves tech actually is like not even secondary or tertiary. It's actually the last of my of my mind because when I was actually listening to the pitches, I was actually listening to um, the mentors. It's all about love tech for me because everyone is there is is actually good. It's, they just so happen to be um, women. So so actually, um, we've had participants or actually we went again participants in other countries who actually won in their countries, and that we also met. Um, these people, we were also able to actually, you know, talk to them in in workshops, talk to them and hear their stories. Um, the tech in not just in Asia, um, even in in the West, like the tech is really, I would say, advanced. Um, I'm not. What I mean by that is we're trying to digitalize something that's, um, you know, a salon industry in the other in the other countries. They're they're actually talking about um med tech you know some high-end um technical devices they're also talking about like you know plastic turning into something that's that's the that's the extent of you know the tech that we're we're seeing um overseas um and it's very nice to actually be you know a part of that of a part of that um event as well as actually another thing going back to parlan because i want to circle it back down to parlan is what we wanted to know is because we're actually automating something that we think um, that was my assumption. I mean, Claire may have another idea, but you know that we think has been automated in other areas. Like obviously, I think in the US, I think you can book online. Um, you know, in other regions like that, we were thinking that this may be something that they would view as a small market. But apparently, when we talk to you know the other investors, mm-hmm. the other the other people, they're saying it's something that other at least regional countries also need because it's not as sophisticated as what we envisioned. Like we were thinking, ah, probably Singapore won't need a solution. Ah, probably, you know, but once we got there, it's like, oh, okay, it's so it's actually, we can actually yeah. get the region. I see it more like, it's not that it's advanced, but it was overlooked. But that, that's how I yes. see it. It's more like it was overlooked <laughs> because go. people didn't see, and unless you might, unless you mine it, you won't find, you won't see the gold that's over there. Unless you, oh, this is how big pala, uh, the, the market actually is. Um, one more thing before we move on. No? What was, I, I guess, both to Claire and Miko, what did you see? I mean, you got to meet all the winners from the different countries. Did you see any common denominators uh, with regard to the startups from the character of the startup, character of the people, uh, the problems that they were trying to solve. What, what do you find anything? What insight did you gain from talking to everybody else and saying, "Ah, you know what? I learned something about this person or or this startup and and about about startup or tech in general." Claire, what what, what did you pick up from participating there? I think uh, as winners, our commonality would be uh, there's no option to fail. We're, we're gonna do this. <laughs> uh, you know, no matter how hard it is, like for example, Parlin will not even be here if I gave up like being seen zone when I reach out to Instagram. Oh, you would like would you like to be part of Parlin? So I saw that in all the girls and she loves tech. Uh, no option to fail. And at the same time, being passionate with the pain points. And not it's not just like a it's not like just a, a pacute tech, like, okay, this is a cool tech, but Always, it's so, so common, all the winners there, there's a, there's an impact and at the same time, a specific pain point that they are addressing. Great. Nico, what, what did you pick up from, from everything? They, they're all go-getters. <laughs> they know what they want. They know um, there's a lot of work to achieve that. And they can actually articulate um, every, every you know, their, their mission and their goals. Uh, everyone is actually really, like hardworking is an understatement. <laughs> Wow, wow. So much learning a lot from you guys here right now and also those people who are interested in actually downloading uh, the Parlon app. Clark, let's just show them uh, where you can download that on the uh, Apple Play Store and the Google Play Store. Is that right? So this is for the Apple Play Store. So anyway, uh, if you're just listening to us, just go to Apple. You can find Parlon, P-A-R-L-O-N. And also on the Google Play Store. We're also available there on the Google Play Store. Uh, just look for Parlon uh, over there and uh, check it out. Over 80 plus uh, parlors and salons that, that are there. So, 
uh, Claire and Nico, you, you actually had to pitch this. And, you know, we often tell people, okay, if you're going to give the pitch, why don't you give the pitch here right now so people know just what it's like to get, give a pitch about, about their new concept or their new startup. Claire, please go ahead. How, how did you pitch... Uh, how did you pitch Parlon initially? Mm -hmm. So you might wonder why is it called Parlon? You might know, RJ, do you know why is it Parlon? Parlon. No, no, okay. that's a good I, I like <laughs> So so Parlon, it's actually a combination of Parlor and Salon. So it, it's a mix oh, of wow. Parlor and Salon. I feel that Parlor, most of our moms probably they call it Parlor. And now actually they call it more <laughs> lounge, beauty lounge, beauty hub. But in our generation, like salon, no? But I want to immortalize parlor, the word parlor. So it's this parlon. So why did we start this? So what, what is parlon? So for the consumers, it's a place where we help you discover, book, and buy the best and some mostly exclusive salon and wellness deals online. So for the for the salons, for salon side, we help them in their operations for the booking side. So um, being a marketplace is already an understatement because we're actually uh, creating an ecosystem where we connect also with the super apps in the Philippines and in the world, like Grab. Uh, mm -hmm. Grab uh, Gcash soon will launch that. So uh, most of our partners will have their own G-Life app inside. For Grab, we partner that. This is, that's first in Southeast Asia uh, for the home service. And also, we're the first Philippine company to partner with Reserve with Google. So all of those, this will be integrated to Parlon Merchant Hub. So let's say the consumer will walk through Google, through Grab, through G-Life, and of course, in our app, in our website, they will all go in to, to the Parlon Merchant Partner Hub. Wow. Um, and then, if you were to explain this to let's say my, my mom likes going to parlors mm -hmm. right uh, how do i sort of laymanize it for her and how can she appreciate the app because especially uh, that she is not as you know how tech she is how savvy she is in text that she asked me to make the facebook posts for her mm -hmm. i mean that's how savvy she is now how do you, how do we sort of explain that uh Parlon to them. Well, mom, just go to Parlon. Yeah. Just go to Parlon and you'll get <laughs> get to buy the best deals in, in the Philippines. Yeah. 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 I think the so so we're targeting actually two mm -hmm. two types of obviously the B2B, which is the salons. And I think that's what Claire um more or less explained. Um there's a lot of benefits of salons being onboarded to Parlon because they can actually have an ecosystem, they have booking, they can buy, but for the consumers. For me, the actual um, selling point of Parlon is really deals. That's it. It's like you're going to a deal site, you're buying something for cheaper and more exclusive price. And if you want to discover new deals, you can just go to, to you know, Parlon.ph, the deals at Parlon.ph. So two things from a consumer standpoint is I know um, that I want a haircut and I'll just look for deals there. Or I think I need to pamper myself. Um mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what I want to buy, but I'll just go uh, to Parlon and look for deals there. And it's quite the analysis paralysis because there's a lot of things that you can actually buy. So if, if you're into wellness, but yeah, that's the point. Okay. So yeah, so now I, I'm getting a, a much better appreciation. It's actually a business to business uh, app. It's also a business to consumer yeah. app. And your business B2B to business is, is with all the, it's working together with all the salons and of course B2C. Uh, is working to get clients for the salons, right? So, yes. uh, what is the business model when it comes to 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 uh, to Parlon? I'm, I'm, I'm to, to my mind, uh, is it a subscription as a service model where basically all the any of the parlors which come on the app uh, have to pay on a monthly basis, or are you getting a commission based from from each of the transactions uh, that are being done over here? Uh, please share with us a bit more. Of course, no need to give away trade secrets, but just the basic understanding so people understand, oh, so this is how you put together an app and mm -hmm. how you make money with it. Yes. So there's a <laughs> subscription fee, but throughout the pandemic, we didn't charge yet. Uh, we're, we're waiving the fee for the, for the next month, but we also get a commission for every deal sold. So that, that's the basic so that's model. Both. Yeah, both. So both. basically, it's a, B, it's a B2B. Uh, it's a B2B software as a service model Plus. or SaaS model. For for the B for the B two B plus commission yes. that you get plus for every for, for every commission uh, that you make over here. Yeah. So that that's really how yeah. how the market is growing for you guys over here. Very very interesting. Very interesting. Now let's take a step back now. And you know a, a bit earlier on, uh, you were sharing with us really the pain points, and that's really where we start talking about things about what is the problem that you were trying to solve. The most basic question which you get when you do all the uh, when you pitch in any competition. Uh, but help, can you help me give us a better idea? Because, you know, some people might, you know, 
it's an overlooked industry because people go, you know, why why parlors, di ba? But then help us understand right now just how big the potential is for the parlor market or the parlon, parlor mm-hmm. salon market here in the Philippines. Oh, how big is it? How many parlors are there? How many people use it? Uh, and that's why you see that there's a large potential in this in this industry. Mm-hmm. There are 38,803 salons in the Philippines. So that's how big wow. the market is. Actually, uh, that was last year. Sadly, 2019, actually, there were 40,000 plus. In that beautiful industry, they're employing, now it's just 140,000. Hopefully next year, uh, we're, they're, they're covered. Uh, previous years, the pandemic, it was actually employing 150,000 employees. So this is really a good industry for the Philippines. Wow. Wow. And and aside from that one, like in terms of the customer base, tell me, would you know a bit more about that, Nico or Claire? How, how just how how many? I mean, how many people use salon, uh, go to salons? How often do they go to salons? Yes, so salon is really though it was badly tagged as not essential during the pandemic, but mostly believe it's actually essential. So it's a huge market in terms of beauty beauty and personal care market size. You, do you know that Philippines is actually third in Southeast Asia? in terms of market size for beauty wow. and 21st in the world. And in terms of e-commerce, we all know that uh, e-commerce during pandemic experienced double growth, like 132%, I think, year-on-year growth from 2019 to 2020. And I think the half of 2021 itself, it overpowered the past years uh, for for e-commerce. So this is the really perfect time to do e-commerce. And uh, the untapped market, which is the beauty and wellness services, it's the gap. So we entered here. Wow. So I want to say hi to uh, Boss Wiry Estosi watching us. Uh, thanks so much, Boss Wiry, for watching us. Uh, and uh, he part of my group called Philippine Homes. Thanks for watching, Boss. Um, now, um, we, we see that there's a big size for the market. And you guys came into it. And what's interesting, which what I know so far, right? If You, you, can, you can check out in LinkedIn, Claire and both Miko. No? But Claire is actually a lawyer by profession, but... Uh, MIS graduate by her bachelor's degree. Miko, I think you're also uh, MIS. Are you MIS. Also, you're also MIS as well. I guess you were classmates at Ateneo, and that's how you guys met up. Uh, one match, uh, one match apart. Ah, okay, so um, tell us a bit more. How, how did this come about? I understand that you guys were doing you were doing IT work, right? Or you had an IT company that you put together, and which eventually led to this one. Tell us a bit more about that one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I'll start. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So our. We actually created an IT company while in college. It wasn't. Uh, it was more of like uh, started as a racket then because we wanted extra money as, as students, and then we could just continue it all the way um, after graduation. So we created this um, website and app. At that time, wala pang app, but website development um, team. We started that as as a company, but we actually started that as us really doing the, the work um, where Claire was the designer um, and then I was the programmer. So we actually started like, um, you know, like I guess how we're doing Parlon as well or how we started Parlon as from the bottom. Um, we didn't start, not that it's bad, but it's, it's I mean, not that because we didn't have like, the capital to actually start hiring. Um, so, so we did, you know, the legwork first, we, we built a team and then come 2019 when our, at that time, the, the company is actually running on its own already. Obviously we're there to, to watch things, but, um, Claire was like, I think it's time for us to, to make another company. And then I'm really, you know, I've been really wanting to make Parlon. So Claire pitched me the idea of, you know, of Parlon. She had to, to educate me with, you know, your questions as well. Like how big is the market? Because, you know, it's, it's another, it's another company that we're trying to build. We're going to borrow resources from our company. I mean, from, from our web development, you know, to, to actually self-fund um, our journey in Parlon because we didn't want to ask investors yet. We think that we could actually do it, you know, in-house, fund it ourselves. You know, Claire does the selling. I do the programming again, like how we started it. But then we now we have the backing of, you know, our, our IT services company. So so there, that's when I actually immersed myself with the beauty industry. That's where I actually, you know, searched for, you know, what balayage actually means. Now I actually know that. Oh, what does it mean for the benefit of us who are ignorant? Yeah. Yeah, it's about the hair and the color like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, please continue. Yeah. 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 So so that's um that's how I guess that's how we actually were able to build something because we have previous um we have previous and a lot of experience with actually building tech products even before. So it's like actually doing it for 
yourself is um it's just a difference like doing it for a client versus doing it for yourself if you're doing it for yourself you're your own client um and you don't have to actually you know interview the client you, you have it down to your head and then you can actually start doing the work already so we kind of have um all the background we needed um to bootstrap this this um parlance. so technically it was bootstrapped because you were just using internal resources of the company yes <laughs> that's right so um Yes. And Claire, when you were, when you were, I, I guess, no, um, I want to go back to Miko's story earlier on because I'm imagining that you felt the urge that you needed to create your own app from the country for for for, for concept machine that, that was yours. But was part of the first idea that came to mind for you, or were you having competing ideas, or were you really just passionate about uh, doing this for the for the salon industry because you saw the opportunity? No, ever since college, this was my idea. I parked this idea for for <laughs> years, like college, law school. Why on earth, why you can't book online? You can book, you can book food already. You can buy everything. Why not salon and wellness services? Of course, I cannot launch it during law school. So when I passed the bar 2017 and okay, two years after 2019, we decided we're now like, we're, we're our company concept machine, we're is sufficient already can stand on its own and we can of course as, as founders you need to be hyper focused in startup already so 2019 was the perfect time to launch something on our own but to answer that question since college since law school i wanted this app already yeah yeah i can see that's that's you know miko must have been convinced from years of intuitive uh, research into the into the into the salon industry. She's been dropping <laughs> hints even before we started Parlon. Like, I want something that's uh, for, for beauty. Well, 2012 pa lang, 2013 pa lang. She's okay. already she dropping was, it. It's not a surprise. She was planting the seeds already there for you. <laughs> how, how did you start it off? I'm just curious. I mean, I understand how you can start it off from a, from a coding and programming standpoint because you're quite there. But then, Claire, to actually go out and, and start onboarding salons on your concept because, of mm. course, parang... Before the product's actually there, right? Uh, how do you start onboarding salons to say, you know, I mean, technically, who are you, right? Who are you to come to me and and then and make me part of your app? How did you start convincing uh, these salons, especially since these are traditional salons, they aren't really uh, tech-savvy companies, right? Yeah, so I started with my, like, my favorite salons. So I pitched during my salon sessions, like, literally... <laughs> when you're doing my hair, you know, I, I just brought a brochure, no app yet. You know, I, I want to list you. I need to list your 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 service menu. I can't find it online. So like, for example, I started with basement, with emphasis salon, with bra house, with strip, and everything follows. So of course, the, the first five, I think it started with like the salons I go to. And I, of course, I cannot stop there. There's only like, less than 10 salons I go to in my life, right? Uh, so after that one, I did the cold calls. So I tried searching for interesting salons and of course, uh, cold calling, like sending in Instagram and literally door to door, like going there, eh, can I ask your the name of your marketing supervisor or marketing manager? And again, I asked for the email and I've said this so many times. I've been seen zoned a lot. Like, you know, you'll, you'll cold call your cold pitch and it, the difficult part is unlike food industry, food tech uh, you can like easily refer oh it's like food panda but now it, the challenge is we're somehow the first like for salon and wellness services coming from a traditional standpoint like it, it's hard to explain what you are building you started building it in 2019 when in 2019 did you start building this mm-hmm. so I, I think uh, I started called I started approaching salon March then we were able to launch ah, okay uh, like July like with 20 salons. Uh, 20 salons. So great. You, you got 20 salons in. You were you launched already. Um, during that period of time, right, when you were putting it up, uh, and of course, all all startup owners go through this one. Was there a point where it came to you na parang, I don't think I can do this because, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, you've got concept machine running and you've got your you've got your law work going. Okay, I can just give this up. It's, it's too difficult. Did, did those points ever come to you while you were trying to get this app uh, going, trying to bring people on board. Yes. What was that point for you? Yes, there were sad moments, especially if you're seen alone, like, you know, they would, won't respond if just to be onboarded. But, you know, as I mentioned, there's no option to fail. I just eat ramen, ice cream, and just rise up again and approach a new salon, another salon. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Miko? Because, you're, I mean, they pitched the idea to you, so how were you like, were you, I mean, I could see the passion coming from Claire because it's really an idea that's been that's been with her since 2012. But how, how about for you? 
How was it like for you when, when you know, riding aboard, you weren't too sure how the app would go, but siyempre, partner mo yan. How was it like for you? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I'm not gonna sugarcoat my answer. What, what we talked about was we'll start developing and we'll start allocating resources once there's interest and initial traction, which means that I'm not going to start, we're not going to start, you know, coding without initial signups. Okay. So Claire, that's why Claire was saying that she was selling it without anything yet, without uh, even a beta. I see now. Okay. We're selling it with a brochure like that. And then once she says, oh, my 20 na ako. And it's like, okay, then I don't have it. Like, Shut up. And I'll make that. That's it. I'll make the system. I have a lot of material to see because then from a programming standpoint, you don't want to just be, you know, you just don't want to be focused on one. If you have 20 use cases, then actually you can see a lot of, I don't know, you can actually program and to make it scale. So that's how we approached it. She sold first, brought brought home 20 clients, and then we programmed. Wow. How was it like when you got your first uh, salon partner on board and you could see the app there? How did it feel like for you? For, for me, Claire, yeah. okay. Well, actually, we we celebrated the launch by actually launching right. in a Rice Conference Hong in New Kong, York. Kong. I know, sorry, in Hong Kong. Hong Kong, in Hong Kong, wow, in Hong Kong. So we went, we joined the startup conference in Hong Kong. Ah, and that's you were right. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, Rice. Twenty nineteen. I thought you got the money, Paddy. It's Normal. And then, Claire, how was it like when you got your first client who booked over here on the site? I'm sure you should still remember your first client over here on on, uh, on Parlon. Yes, I jumped for joy and encoded I myself encoded the menu. <laughs> and one of the first with the basement salon emphasis bra house trip. Uh, until now, they're still our vale, like value, very valued client. So yeah, very exciting. And that's the beginning. Like once you have, I always tell this to my students. Once you have that, like first file. It's going to be harder, but it's the start. Very happy for you guys. But now the reason I was asking why it went in 2019, so it was early 2019 when, when COVID was still not too much, yeah. not, not in our radar just yet. And all of a sudden, March 2020 hits. That's all of us across. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it, it impacted all our businesses. What happened uh, with you guys, with, with, with Parlon? And how did you guys have to, how did you guys adjust? Of course, we know what happened that nobody could, Go to salons. Mm -hmm. Nobody could. Yeah. Nobody could go to food markets like mine, mm -hmm. right? So, what did you guys do? How yeah, you guys initially affected, this. and then how you initially affected, and how did you, I guess, pivot or adjust to that situation? Please, Miko, go ahead. I'll yeah. So the, I'll tell half the story, and then Claire gets the the nicer one. <laughs> so, so after so twenty twenty um twenty twenty was when the pandemic happened, right? So when we launched in 2019, all the site was just really a catalog. So there's no transaction yet. It's just more for people to view. So if I wanted to go to, let's say, for example, to see the prices of the 20 salons, um, it's there. So, so there's no uh, money generating transactions yet. It's just more to to get into the market and actually say, okay, we're live. And then, you know, we can use that to to sell to more clients. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, when the salons, uh, when, when pandemic started, um, things halted because then salons started to close um, and then they're not in any way, I guess, you know, the, the talks of us actually onboarding salons actually stopped. Um, the sad thing there is actually we were, we were actually about to launch March because it was at the, the pandemic. We were about to launch booking. Um, that was the platform we were, uh, that was a function we were developing already. So let's say we launched um, in 2019 as a catalog, we were developing our booking and then, Right then, we were ready to launch and pilot booking March, and then the pandemic happened, so it had to stop. So what? Um, so Claire's gonna explain what, what she did on you know uh, on the messaging side, but on the tech side, that's where we actually gathered the team, and then we beefed up all of the all of the things that we actually wanted to create without any um, without any you know like with full force, just because you know the pandemic is there, and then we have all the resources in the world to actually pour and create. So we wanted like once the pandemic actually stopped, we wanted to have the marketplace, we wanted to have the e-commerce, we wanted to have the booking, so which actually juiced up the platform. And then once you know November came in. Be like, bam, we're, we're actually much bigger tech-wise than, you know, we were uh, a year ago, something like that. So Claire can actually explain the non-tech part of it. So basically, we're able to accelerate the, the development of the... You took the time to develop, to, to work on the... I mean, like a tech guy, you must spoke like a true tech guy. You spent the time just to, <laughs> to do acceleration and, and create create the app over yes. there. Okay. But uh, knowing that, no, I hope you don't mind me going a bit more into that one. You spent, let's say, between March to October or November developing the app. Uh, but how about the, I guess, the financial runway? Was it 
did, did, did Concept Machine have enough of the, I guess, internal resources to do that one? Did your other clients continue to use you during that time so you were able to continue uh, working for them and producing uh, and, and accelerating the development of the Parlon app? Mm-hmm. Yes, Concept Machine is still there. So, of course, we needed our own money also to fund all these because it's not just about tech, right? So, so yeah, Concept Machine uh, supporting Parlon. And at the same time, what we earn, our savings, and what we earn also from Concept Machine, some we pour into Parlon as well. So, that's why it's kind of self-funded. So you literally bootstrapped yourself. So it wasn't just the use of resources of the company, but your own. Yeah. And I know I'm. Yes. Yeah. And guys, I, I feel you there. I, I feel you there exactly. Where you both use company resources and personal resources, <laughs> especially during the pandemic, to keep things going. And, and I have to say, bravo to you, Miko. If you put in your own money there as well to make sure this work, because I believe, because I believe, because I clear, kung ganyan. Yeah, and I believe the idea, and then you know the platform we created. <laughs> oh, great! That's really great to hear, and clear. What did you have to do during that time? Mm-hmm. I'm sure uh, you're going um, nakatimangwang yung technically nakatimangwang eh, if you think about it during that time. So, what did you guys do uh, for uh, for Parlon from March to to November? So yeah, I clearly I clearly remember that time. We mentioned March 2020. We were about to launch our first e-commerce and booking stand, the Women's Month. So every, we all know what happened mm-hmm. in like March 14, 2020. Everything stopped. So okay, close again. That booking and e-commerce. So okay, uh, we thought that you know pandemic will stop. Okay, two weeks lang to, two months lang to, three months. Then uh, apparently two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh my gosh, so, yeah, I remember. Like we're waiting for the perfect timing to launch everything like our, our team is building in terms of product-wise. And number one problem with the beauty and wellness industry, we cannot make noise like, Oy, magpasalon ka, mababash ka, because it was tagged as not essential. But what we did, what we did during 2020 and 2021, you know, but we cannot be silent. So what we did in Parlon is share the beautiful stories of the salon owners, how they survive and thrive. So we we launched our online mm. magazine, Glow Getter, that Parlon at PH. So I myself like like this guy, but not live. So I, I interviewed salon owners and create long form articles for them. So those stories usually highlight food, right? Restaurants, suffering, but not salon. So we lend the voice to what's happening with the salon industry. So we waited for that perfect timing to launch. So sabi ko, naho, October na or September. Makailan ba talaga tayo magla-launch? But sabi ko, November 2021, finally. No, we, we need to get this product out already. And dami nang nagawa ng team nila, Miko. So finally, bravely, November 2021, we launched the Beauty Festival. First online beauty festival. For the Philippines. So we started selling deals already. At first, I thought, hala, baka walang sumaling salon. But apparently, we were able to gather more than 20 salons. They're very excited to, to join the beauty festival. And sabi nga nung iba, Claire, maliw ka ba? We don't know yet if, if you know, magla-lockdown ulit, you know. But sabi ko, no, at least we end the year bringing back the glory to the salon. And i-warm up na natin yung mga tao 2022, magpaganda na tayo. So, there, starting November, we started monetizing already uh, and started selling deals and lahat ng nakatagong product and features nila Miko, linabas natin ng November 2021. Wow. And just right now, uh, after, I guess, how many months? Maybe six or seven months mm-hmm. of you guys actually running since November 2021. Can you just give me an idea of how many people have transacted on the app? How many deals have been made already so far? Yeah, of course, thousands have transacted. And marami excited magpaganda. So there's this beauty <laughs> revenge also. So good deals is now we're actually expanding, accelerating. More deals are coming up. So what you see now uh, in, in Parlor, that will that that will definitely double, triple, or probably hopefully times 10 in startup world, right? Uh, especially now that we just uh, onboarded our BDs. I'm not alone now already. Uh, so before the, yeah. I onboarded that the the 80 salons now where I'm with uh, four girls, four girls plus, plus one social media strategist helping me uh, spread the word. Like that program nila Miko, that product, uh, it will be, I know, it will not do justice if walang mag-champion yan. So now the BDs, they're watching now, they're doing great. And so far, I'm filled with meetings, new salon. So from 80, definitely, wow. it will increase. So one of the things, so we launched Grab and uh, you know, the partnership with Super Apps, right? So Gcash, we, uh, G, Grab, we partnered already for that for home service. And this May, we will be launching a big thing for with, with Glife and Gcash. Probably Nico can tell you more about that one. 
Yeah. So what, what's fun is actually we're able to actually integrate with a lot of like the super apps and what Claire's saying. So we integrated with um, Grab and we're also integrating with Gcash. So it, it's different use cases like with Gcash and you can go to G Life and then, well, it's not yet there, but we're going, we're going live. And then you can see individual brands and salons and then you can buy inside Gcash um, Parlon deals. Um, with Grab, you can go to Grab Mart and then you can go salon services and then the Grab the, the salon will go to your house like so so yeah. yeah so it's home service you can it's like it's like buying food lang and grab but actually it's like you're buying haircut and then the the the, the stylist will go to your house and then so that's oh, fantastic that's, um, fantastic and it's different because you know before i guess it's the age of collab when you can really say to yourself now okay um i can work with grab to help me create this yeah. um uh, <laughs> grab, grab salon because technically before you'd say I'll develop everything myself and I won't work with, with people like that yeah, um, yes. but now this is actually this um, like in my own experience I, I run Mercato right and for Mercato we have a Mercato hybrid cloud kitchen mm-hmm. and, and for that hybrid cloud kitchen instead of saying you know I'm going to do all the delivery myself or take care of everything <laughs> myself we're working with actually Grab to create you know to work together with their own Grab kitchens to build uh, a larger network but that's one of the things that that um, that came out right now that, you know, out of this pandemic, the trend is that nobody's really a competitor nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you got to, there's always nice ways to come up with strategic collaborations, strategic partnerships, um, uh, moving, moving forward. Talking about uh, moving forward, um, you did say that you were bootstrapping. And for people who, who are not too clear on the term bootstrapping, that just means that you're using money out of your own pockets to, to fund things. Uh, you did say offline when we started talking that you were bootstrapping plus you had some angel investors. Are these angel investors uh, family, friends, loved ones <laughs> putting their money in? Are there actual uh, people now you don't know or just are acquaintances who put money in already? Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, they're friends, they're friends, but actually they're putting up fund. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell the name already, but they've invested to like more than three promising startups already. So they are so friends, then eventually they're putting up a fund. Yeah. A small fund that we're friends yeah. with, basically. Great. <laughs> That's and so you're 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 still with you're still doing uh, angel investors. Will you be what, what's the what's the goal for for you next? Clear. Do you plan to enter an incubator for 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 you guys? Do you uh, start startup incubators? Uh, do you plan to get Series A funding or pre-Series A funding to further grow your business, or do you plan to still keep it just? Uh, in, use internal funding or what you have right now to grow the business? Of course, our, our team probably internal funding will not cut it. So uh, we're planning to raise funds before the end of the year or probably Q1 2022. We want to validate it more. And of course, uh, this, this industry is somehow unique because it just like uh, came alive again. So like we're just buying more time and probably raise funds. Yeah, we've been in touch like with VCs already. We've been meeting people already. They're like watching us already. So hopefully we'll get to raise funds uh, by the end of the year or first uh, Q1 of 2023. Not forever bootstrap. Okay. <laughs> and uh, forever bootstrap, I know. And I'm, I'm, my wife just came in right now. She's looking forward to checking out the great deals that she can get yeah. from, uh, uh, from Parlon. Uh, what's the deal again so that she can over here? What, what's, what's, what, what's the special offer we have over here? So for people who want to get, again, the promo code is RJ Ledesma Podcast 200. You get 200 pesos off on a minimum of 1500 spent until May 8th. Just visit deals.parlon.ph. Um, now, uh, like I said, no health, well, wellness or like beauty, beauty and wellness. Now your industry, it's a growing industry. I'm sure from, with your perspective, you're seeing things that are happening from a macro and both a micro perspective. What do you see are the emerging opportunities, Claire, in the beauty industry where entrepreneurs can still play in? And what are also emerging in terms of you know this new sort of like e-commerce ecosystem for beauty that's emerging as well that, that, that might become big in the next couple of years? What are you seeing, Claire? Mm-hmm. So for Parlon, so we started as a marketplace. As I mentioned, now we're in an ecosystem like connecting not just in Parlon, but with multiple apps. Our next level would be, of course, we're studying this more. Uh, you know this, RJ, like the startup world is all about validation and checking the market. So we're like in that ecosystem already. Probably we're aspiring also to be a fintech app beauty because one of the things like payment accelerating payments and probably our grab so like i want to consolidate all the beauty and wellness purchases in one app like through a fintech beauty fintech and probably one more again we're still studying this one the grab would be probably our entrance if you have dark kitchens cloud kitchens 
probably next would be dark salons, cloud salons. I love that yeah. idea. Wow, that's a fantastic idea. That's a really great idea. Cloud salons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or online salons, no need for people to, you can just yeah. offer the best yeah. services yeah. possible, create a cloud salon and, you know, just send them over to your and house. Then, mm-hmm. yes. Wow, that's great. That, that's a really, that, I think that's a fantastic idea. Fantastic idea. Wow. Um, Mika, what are you seeing as well as opportunities that have been emerging here? Yeah, actually, I'm very happy that Claire mentioned fintech because I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, again, on the tech side, I'm excited to actually code um, and make technical, you know, integrations with a lot of like payments. Um, I think Claire didn't mention, I mean, parallel mm-hmm. pay is something that we're really thinking about, like consolidating everything and thinking about like a digital wallet for um for anything in beauty and wellness. And then, you know, you can actually have points, you can actually, you know, have cash pass. All of that stuff are still in the drawing board, but very, very excited to actually get into that. Mm-hmm. And we're regulated wow. by DSP. And we have an OPS license, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm sure that, I'm sure you made sure that uh, attorney on Kanko before <laughs> we started getting into this one. So it's great you got, an, you got IT na tech pa, di ba? Abogado pa, so... Uh, great, great combination over here. Now, um, it's been it's been quite a wild ride, I guess. Now, from from college to concept machine to putting up um, Parlon.ph, there are many people who are who are going down the same road as you right now, or have gone down the same road as you. Uh, what can you share with the, the other entrepreneurs and future business owners listening here right now? Maybe some life and business lessons that that you can teach them so that they can hack their way towards success and they don't. Uh, you know, they don't stumble as much as you guys did so that, you know, they can stand on your shoulders. Uh, Claire, for you, what are the three of the biggest things that you've, you picked up that you want to share with people mm-hmm. as a result of your own entrepreneurial journey? Mm-hmm. So back in college, uh, we had an article in Entrip Magazine, Laway at Laptop Lang Ang Puhunan. No, of course, we have this beautiful education from Ateneo. But, you know, back then, uh, it, it's literally, we squat in, in Starbucks. We didn't have office back then. Laptop and laway lang ang puhunan. But, so I think one of the, one of, I think three, three lessons would be uh, be resourceful, uh, be resourceful, be creative, and uh, appreciate your education and your skills. And probably number two would be don't easily give up. As I've said, if I just got sad when I got things on, there's not going to be parlon here now. And probably uh, last would be delayed gratification. Of course, it's not always instant win. It's not like an instant hit for an app or a website or for any business, right? Uh, so you learn and scale and probably be humble enough to, to acknowledge learnings and probably just rise up again and apply that learning for the next day. Bravo. Great learnings from you. Miko, what are your own learnings? Yeah. Um, a lot of learnings. I don't want to actually be uh, to advise other entrepreneurs because I know that, you know, they're, they're on the same boat as well. But I guess like what I can say is that um, I, and I hope that other entrepreneurs as well, that I actually really found what I'm made of because it's really, really a rough, rough ride. Um, entrepreneurship, there's a lot of weight you're carrying um, just because, you know, there's a lot of factors, there's a lot of stakeholders. Um, I realized that, you know, what's hard, uh, you know, five years ago, that's just like, uh, it's, it's harder down there. It's always harder. Like it, it will just really, really make you stronger all the time. Um, so what I'm going to say is, I guess, <laughs> you know, fight it. Um, you're you're going to really know what you're made of. Just keep pushing. Um, and the other thing is I do not want to discount, um, the, the presence of opportunity. I don't want to say luck, but I guess a good opportunity coming your way, um, and actually making the most out of that opportunity because there, there are a lot of, you know, really, really good, um, I don't say like breaks, but really, really good instances where we saw that as, Oh, wait a minute. Let's let's make the most out of this, and then it did grow. It grew into something. So just watch out for that in you know along the, along the way in the journey because it can actually explode. Yeah, watch out for those little you know side streets that that might turn into an actual opportunity. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. for many of us, right? I remember before when when we were talking with the, with Roland, Roland Ross of Kubo, mm-hmm. and you know what? Uh, when when their financial runway was was almost uh, almost gone, and, and the app was running. And they figured out that the live streaming portion of the app, the video portion, was the most important one that people were looking for. And then mm-hmm. when they made that pivot at the last point, that's when the app started to take off. And you know that that's really some of the big learnings that we, we often get as entrepreneurs. But like you said, now just 
just keep at it. And if you're passionate about, and if you know, you retest yourself. You, you, you so you see how far you can go, and and from there, you know, if you're passionate about it, just like Claire was and is, no, uh, you're gonna get somewhere. And again, thanks so much for sharing your story here, guys. Let's just show them one more time. If you wanna get a par loan right now, all you have to do is just go on the Google or Apple Play Store. You can, you can download them over there on Apple and Google Play Store. And one last time for those listening, sign naman yung promo natin up to Mother's Day. Next one, promo one time, RJ Ledesma Podcast, 200 pesos off for a minimum spend of 1,500 today until May 8. Just visit deals.parlon.ph. Again, uh, thanks so much, Attorney Claire and Miko Cornejo. Good luck with your own uh, entrepreneurial journey. Looking forward to you guys becoming the next uh, FinTech for Beauty yeah, in the next you. few years. Again, this is the RJ Ledesma Podcast. We'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.